GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I'm joined by a man who lied to me and now has a Florida tattoo on his <laughs> upper arm. <laughs> Hovercraft Joe. I you know, I was curious how you were gonna introduce me this episode, and I um yeah, I gotta say I I would not have guessed that. So bravo, I guess. Well there's only two of us, so I couldn't really do any any you know, three musketeers or because so, it just the numbers just didn't work. It just mathematically it hurt my brain. So I thought I know. Well, out of all I'll just call you a murdering all, liar instead. Out of all the episodes, we should have had at least three people on. I know. But but what do you, what do you what are you gonna do? Um, okay, well, you know so, what? I had I had two other people lined up for this episode. Both of them are ditching us for the exact same event. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah. Is one of them your brother? No, no. One of them's my wife, and the other one is my sister. Uh, oh well, I know where they are. We can't yeah. give them too much crap, I guess. So, um, okay. So, anyways, we're here today to talk about the Three Musketeers. But to clarify, we're talking about. <laughs> The 1993 Disney Three Musketeers, which is a movie that you and I have talked about covering for a long time. Um, <laughs> we've mentioned that we should do it. and The original um, plan was going to be this back-to-back with Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. But for whatever reason, we didn't do it. I don't remember what the reason was, but uh, we didn't do and it. That would, I mean, but that would make sense. This movie has... Very much the same vibe as that movie. And oh, it's, well, this movie what? is a direct result of that movie. <laughs> what is this movie? So that this is ninety three. That movie was it ninety or ninety ninety one? No, ninety. Okay, you're right. So, it was nineteen ninety. So, um, but yeah, the release date on this is November twelfth, nineteen ninety three. This is a tricky one because I remember seeing this like when it came out, but I don't. For the life of me, I couldn't tell you if I actually saw it in the theaters or I just saw it on like home video or I know when I had seen it before and it, you know, like we said, it has those Robin Hood vibes and I know I'd seen it. And then I didn't see it for a long, 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 long time. And then I got Disney Plus or Disney Plus came out and it had it on there and it was one of the first things I rewatched on Disney Plus. And yeah, I mean, it, but like I said, and I, I think I've watched it a couple of times since I've had Disney Plus because I do enjoy it and uh, we were trying to find a movie to do. It was kind of a, I don't want to say a last minute replacement, but we were trying to find something right away to do. And both of us were like, yeah, let's do this one. So what, I mean, what about you? Do you remember seeing this in the theaters? Yeah, I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain this was a movie we went to see at the terrace for either 75 cent day or just a regular dollar movie. Um, I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent sure it was me and you and Jody seeing this movie together. It could be. I mean, um, maybe I, I mean maybe that... Justin went too, but it, it was at least the at least you and I, and I'm pretty sure Jody was there too. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it, it, it not that that time, uh, those years. It was that's definitely possible. So I just yeah. it was 1993. It was a long long time ago. So <laughs> I had forgotten this was a Disney movie. So like, 
when we were talking about it, we've been talking about it for forever. And um, when you mentioned it's on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, it's a Disney movie. Like it, it never occurred to me that this was a Disney movie for some reason. Right. <laughs> I, I kind of forget it too. And then watching it, there were some things in it that I'm like, this is a Disney movie? Yeah. Um, there's a few, especially alert, for that time. Yeah, spoiler alert, there's a lot of cleavage in it. Uh, Anyways. Oh, and Disney's first suicide. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Um, Did I mention this came out on November 12th, 1993? I'm already losing it. We're a couple minutes in. Okay. Uh, Okay, so numbers. Budget on this movie is $30 million. It has a domestic gross of $53 million and a worldwide of $111 million. So it makes money, but it's not like a resounding, like hit i guess no and um 30 million dollars i f- seems like a lot you know what i mean like yeah. 93 30 million dollars is a lot of money well i mean you're paying charlie sheen and Kiefer sutherland like when they're big deals it's a period piece like they yeah. you know like it it's not like a small movie like it's got big sets and lots sure. of stuff going on in it so <laughs> i mean it is a lot of money but i could see it costing that so yeah um, that's fair. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this is a low 28%, uh, which is still higher than Beverly Hills Cop 3, and an audience score of 62%. So, yeah. I, you know, that seems about right. That definitely um, seems right. So, <laughs> okay, you ready for top grossing movies of 1993? Oh, boy. This Here we is go. A, okay. This is a, uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going <laughs> to change it a little bit. So this movie actually came in 21st okay. in the box office for 1993 domestic box office. Uh, and we've mentioned it before. Number two, the second highest grossing movie in 1993 is Mrs. Doubtfire. Here are all the movies we've covered in 1993. Number one, Jurassic Park. Number three, The Fugitive. Number 10, Cliffhanger. Number 18, Demolition Man. Number 20, Tombstone. Number 26, Last Action Hero. Number 41, Hot Shots Part Deux. Number 49, Hard Target. Number 56, Loaded Weapon 1. Number 74, Super Mario Bros. And number 139, Batman, Mask of the Fantastic. Wow. Like 93. 93 <laughs> is easily the year we've done the most. I, it could be. I don't know. Like, I, I know 91 and like 90 and those ones have a lot too. So, but yeah, 93 is definitely the most. It, 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 it's a ton. There's a ton. Yeah. I forgot how to talk there for a second. That's okay. It's late. Uh, it's not really. It's not. Uh, okay. Uh, cast of this movie. Uh, we mentioned Charlie Sheen. He's playing Aramis. We have Keith Sutherland playing Athos. Athos? Athos. And uh, Oliver Platt playing Porthos. Uh, and Chris O'Donnell playing D'Artagnan. Uh, our old friend Tim Curry, who is not dead, thank you, uh, Frasky, for reminding us. Uh, playing Cardinal Richelieu, uh, it says Rebecca De Mornay playing Milady. Like, wouldn't she like Milady De she Winter? She was Milady De Winter, yeah. Okay, uh, Gabrielle Anwar, uh, Julie Delpy. Uh, that's kind of all I got on this. Is there anyone that you? Yeah, man, Michael Wincott, Captain. Oh, Rushmore. that's right. Michael Wincott is, man, if you wanted a a evil British sidekick 
in the nineties. Like he was it. Did he was it? Or, or 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 evil evil like semi goth villain. Like it was him because he's in this. He's in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He's in The Crow. He's in <laughs> all kinds of movies. Essentially playing the exact same character. You know what else he's in? A movie that at some point we're going to cover, even if it doesn't isn't quite action enough. Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he's in that too, playing pretty much the same character. Like, which, which, by the way, update on the Count of Monte Cristo. I've never, still never seen it. No. But like uh, a month or so ago, a uh, uh, friend of the podcast, the Tush, alerted me that it was on sale on Amazon. So I, I now own a digital copy of it because it was like five bucks. <laughs> and you still haven't watched it. Still haven't watched it. I have a, I, you know, my watch list has a lot of stuff on it, and I'm currently in the middle of uh, watching the Terminal List, which I think we've talked about off pod. But yes, I hadn't you and I have it. talked about off pod. I, I haven't. I when when we had talked about, it, I hadn't started it. Now I've watched five episodes. So oh, okay, so you're you're halfway. Yeah, over halfway. Get, get, oh, over halfway. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I'll probably finish it this weekend. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, do you want to talk about some net worth? Let's do it. Okay, first up is uh, Gabrielle Anwar. Uh, I, for the life of me, I'm having trouble thinking of a sweet, sweet other thing that she's been in. I know she's in a lot of stuff, though. Yeah. She's in that. She got that sweet, sweet burn notice money. Oh, how damn do you, it. How, how do you I... not remember burn notice? Oh, shit. That okay, is that was bad. truly disappointing. Yeah, Jody would be mad if he was here. Yeah, he's mad right now. He doesn't even know why he's mad, but he's mad right now. I can guarantee it. We called him right now and said, hey, are you mad? He's like, yeah, I don't know why I'm mad, but I'm mad. That's why he's mad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. You... Sorry, I forgot the point <laughs> of the whole thing here. Uh, Gabrielle Anwar, I'm going to go $5 million. Very close. $6 million. Okay. Uh, what about Rebecca De Mornay? She's got that sweet, sweet, risky business money. What do you think for Rebecca De Mornay? Ooh, Rebecca De Mornay. She's got that sweet, sweet. I cannot think of anything else she's in, but I know she's been in a billion things, uh, but not lately. Um, I'm gonna go ten million. Close again, eleven million dollars. Right. See, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, next up, Tim Curry. He's got that sweet, sweet Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and he's not dead money. What do you think for Tim Curry? He's got that sweet, sweet clue money. Um, I'm going to go I'll go $8 million for Tim Curry. Ooh, your streak is over. He's got $14 million. Oh, hey, you know what? Good for him. Ooh, Clue would be a good movie to do on non-action movie month when we do that. That's fair. It would be. <laughs> we're not that we're going to uh, do it non-action month but yeah, I get your point uh, you're warming on it a little bit yeah, we'll uh, next up we got uh, I'm always embarrassed when I can't think of a movie when they've been in so much uh, Oliver Platt uh, oh he's got that sweet sweet Lake Placid money damn it you look, <laughs> you son of a bitch I, can't, I have to look something up now oh, okay I cannot think of anything else he's in um, although I'm sure I've seen a billion things that he's in um, Probably, he's got that sweet, sweet. Oh, I, executive decision. I didn't actually have to look that one up. I know he's an executive oh. decision. Ooh, how how come we haven't done that on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. We need to. That's a that's a good Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Uh, uh, Oliver Platt. Uh, he's on TV a lot now too. I'm gonna go. I'll go twenty million. Only five million dollars for 
Wow, really? He had a role in a show I watched recently on FX called The Bear. Uh, oh. Uh, anyways, uh, next up, Chris O'Donnell. He's got that sweet, sweet NCIS Los Angeles money. What do you think for Chris O'Donnell? Chris O'Donnell. Well, he's got that sweet, sweet. Um, oh, what was that movie he did with? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet. Uh, 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 oh, is it School Ties? Was he's he in he, that? He's in School Ties or Toy Soldiers. One of those two. I can't remember which one. School ties. We're going to say school ties. Uh, if not, we can just do Batman forever. Um, I'm going to go $10 million. $25 million. All right, good for him. You're, you're underestimating all that NCIS money, man. He's I am. I forgot. Getting... NCIS is a juggernaut. Uh, next up, Kiefer Sutherland. He's got that sweet, sweet Jack Bauer uh 24 money the first couple seasons are really good and then it kind of went downhill uh what do you think for keith or Kiefer sutherland he's got that sweet sweet young guns money uh i'll go i'm gonna go 30 million 100 million dollars for Kiefer sutherland wow he's I got am... he's he's got that sweet sweet um Whatever that TV show he had that was on for a couple seasons where like a bunch of like congress and the president died oh and he uh, for... uh designated survivor yeah. Wow. Why do I know <laughs> that, that? I don't know. Uh, and then finally, our old friend Charlie Sheen. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet hot shots money. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything better. He's got that sweet, sweet also in Young Guns money. Um, I don't know. See, he's he's made hundreds of millions of dollars and lost hundreds of millions of dollars, like yep. in the span of in the span of five years. So I don't even know where he's at at this point. I'm going to go, I'll go low. I'm going to say he's got $20 million. Ooh, you should have went lower. He's only got $10 million, Wow, which is crazy. Cause I feel like at a certain point in time, he was making like a million dollars an episode for two and a half men. Oh yeah. No, at one time he was the highest paid actor on TV. Like he was making hundreds of, like I said, he had hundreds of millions of dollars while he was making two and a half men. And then, yeah, you know, pissed it all away uh okay so this movie is directed by steven herrick herrick yeah herrick and i like the question at the end like who's steven herrick well steven herrick's directed a lot of movies that you and i have seen (laughs) yeah i you know i hadn't really looked at it and then i'm just like looking at it now and i'm like it's insane he directed bill and ted's excellent adventure yeah don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. The Mighty Ducks. Yep. Oh, Mr. Mr. Holland's Opus. Rockstar he is... directed. Hey, heads up. What's TV movie Young MacGyver? You're a MacGyver expert. Yeah, they did. Um, they they tried. It was like a it was like a pilot. They were trying to do another MacGyver series, so they were doing Young MacGyver, and um, it never they never picked it up for an actual series. Oh, it never made it. Okay. Oh, he also directed Critters, the original Critters. So he has, I guess, I didn't look at his thing until now, but yeah, he has directed a lot of stuff. Interesting. Yeah, a ton of stuff. Uh, And then, okay, so this movie, it's written, the screenplay is by David Lowry, Lowry? Uh, and then obviously it's based on the novel by Alexander Dumas. Have you ever read the actual book? No, I have not. Have you? No, I have not either. I and I know aren't these um 
and this might be a bad question to ask since I don't have the answer. And if you don't, well, well, we won't have the answer. But like, these characters are in other works of his? Question like, mark. Yeah, there's a there's a direct sequel to this that takes place like 20 years later. Um, isn't there like the Man with the Iron Mask? Is Man that, with the Iron Mask that? is part, is in that world? Um, it's part of it. Uh, yeah. Um, they do. Yeah. They they kind of appear throughout his other. And there's been a lot, I mean, like, obviously there's been a lot of different uh, incarnations of these characters in movies, right? Like, uh, I could probably think of, like, three or four different film versions of this. I had to, like, it took me a second to to find this, like, because I kept hitting the wrong Three Musketeers. Yeah. Well, there's, like, one in the, there's one in the 70s. Here, I'll pull it up. I have it right here. There are. Okay. So there was one in 1921, 1948, 1978, 1993, which is this one, 2001 and 2011. Like that's that's Jesus. 1 2 3 4 5 6 movies. Um I think one of them was actually a musical. Yeah, one <laughs> of them was a musical. Um it's it's crazy. Like this has been adapted so many different times. There's also a, uh, and maybe you mentioned it when you did it, but I know one of them is like an d- animated Disney version of it with like Mickey and Donald and uh, yes. I know there's that because that's what Disney Plus recommend I watch when I finish this one. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of wild, I, you know, and I, I, I feel like they're just, The Three Musketeers is like a thing where it's like you're familiar with the name, even if you've never seen one of the movies, never read the books, like I feel like it's just something you've heard of before i mean and sure. it's a pretty good it's a pretty good candy bar too i gotta be honest i it's mean delicious. i don't know <laughs> uh well you know and you, you and people are <clears throat> familiar with all for one one for all and and that yeah. whole thing and, and and just the concept of like you know a, a special organization protecting the king kind of like the knights of the round table like the, people are familiar with that concept and, and a lot of it comes from the three musketeers right um okay uh taglines do it there's there's only three okay this first one i don't know they're scoundrels playboys outlaws the greatest heroes who ever lived I don't, I don't, I don't. Eh, all right uh next one of course all for one and one for all sure uh and then the last one a place of betrayal the fate of a king a time for heroes Okay. Uh, okay. Does it? Right. None of those are any uh, good, but okay. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. You know, what we skipped. Uh, this is my fault. Uh, before uh, we should have said this before we went to taglines. Our music is by another one of our old friends, Michael Kamen. <laughs> yep. Who did the score? Uh, but most notably, in another kind of like connection to uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, this has another. I don't think it was as big of a hit as. Everything I do, I do it for you. But like no. this song, uh, what's it actually called? All for Love yeah. is what the song's called. Uh, by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. Uh, it was a big deal, uh, and so much so that did you notice that the first thing in the credits is the credit for this song? Yeah, that's the first <laughs> on the list. Which I thought was weird. Also, fun side note: I know we're going to listen to some of it one time. At karaoke, me, the Tush, and Tush's brother tried to sing this, but none of us knew any of the words besides the chorus, so it went poorly. Yeah, I can uh, imagine. 
But yeah, no, this is a, 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 a I guess I don't know if it was a hit. I just I remember think it was. It. I remember it. Uh, you know, it was. It, I think it was definitely a, a hit. Um, the, the, what's what's really nice is they they Michael Kamen and Brian Adams wrote this music together, wrote the song together, and so this song they, is kind of woven throughout the entire score. Yeah, it, it, it is cool. It is cool. I did notice that that at like certain points you hear like orchestral versions and stuff like that. Sure. So it, it is it is kind of cool. Which is like I think maybe and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they maybe did that in, in Robin Hood too with like everything I do, I do it for you. I feel like there's like a, a little bit in the movie at certain points. So. Yeah, no, they definitely did. Um, it, it, this movie is definitely 100 a response to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Like they saw how big that was and clearly wanted to capitalize on it. Um, mm-hmm. Which which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. I feel like you know what we I gotta play the song. Yeah, play. Let's play, let's the play song this song and then. And, and yeah, I will yeah. say this: it absolutely sounds like a Brian Adams song, though. It's true. All right, All right here we go. song's great i really really like that song a lot i do really do like it's funny um uh and it's been kind of like stuck in my head all week yeah um but like the three of them i mean they're they're three music icons absolutely uh and they it, it is it is a really good song like you said i do like the the way that they uh wove it into like the score throughout the movie uh-huh. um yeah I, but I did a, think it. Like, I did I, think it was funny. I did think. Oh, sorry. I did no, think it was fine. funny that it get that it gets the starring credit. Though. Yeah, yeah. They could, they, I think maybe they knew. They're like, oh, this is probably going to be the winner of the of the movie. Um, yeah, it's 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 really good. Like it was. It, I had to. I sat through all of the credits at the end just so I could hear the song. <laughs> um, I just want to ask this, and I'm and I'm and I'm dumb. Uh, the the guy that you were talking about, Michael Wilcott. Michael, yeah, Wincott. Wincott, he is the he's like the the sheriff of Nottingham's like second in command. Yes, right? in yes, Robin he's Guy of Gisborne. Oh, Guy of Gisborne, that's his name. Okay, so uh, <laughs> he basically you're right. It basically is the same role in this. It's song. the same role. He's just wearing. <laughs> he's just a little bit more badass in this one, and he's wearing an eye patch. 
He's like he's not a complete idiot in this one like he is in the in Robin. He's like an actual he's an actual serviceable good villain. Yeah, why would you cut his heart out with a spoon? Cuz it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Uh, anything else that you want to mention before we start talking about the plot of this movie? Um, I mean we should talk about when they started making this movie, there was three other uh, productions going into three other three other like scripts getting produced and and going into production for the three musketeers and which is which is weird but also like we talk about this all the time like we just covered a couple weeks ago armageddon yeah and that was the same thing with deep impact it seems to be weird i don't know yeah but and anyway they, sorry go they, ahead they just they just so so walt disney columbia and tristar were all developing three separate three musketeers and um at one point somebody was like like Columbia was mad at Disney and said they were stealing concepts from their film which is ridiculous because it's a from the book um right eventually they settled out of court Columbia just stopped making their picture at that point TriStars fell through so this was the only one left that, that actually went into production and huh. some of the characters some of the actors from the other films like Oliver Platt eventually like flipped over to this one they were like oliver platt was at one point attached to the columbia one and then they brought him over to this one i gotta say and i mean listen we're gonna go through the movie and i'm not gonna but i i (laughs) i love oliver platt in this movie yes and you know who else i love in this movie which isn't surprising based on our history of movies but i love Kiefer sutherland in this movie yeah Kiefer sutherland is so committed to this movie like he is giving a true performance like he emotes and he's like i don't know i i really like Kiefer sutherland i think i, I you know what i don't know listen we're gonna go through the movie we're gonna get reviews i think charlie sheen's pretty good too actually yeah, um i, I did no, see that it was funny that i did see that it was funny is that he was busy making uh hot shots part deux so he didn't go through the six weeks of like fencing training yeah that all of them did so they said if you notice in the movie he does a lot less sword work than anybody yeah a lot of like fisticuffs yeah, yeah so um all right uh anything else you want to mention before we start talking about the plot no let's get into it let's go okay so we open up, we're introduced to Tim Curry. He's the main bad guy on this. He's Cardinal Rigelieu. I'm just going to call him Tim Curry. Sure. Uh, and he has like a dude killed for stealing from his carriage. Okay. Uh, then we're introduced to Chris O'Donnell uh, as D'Artagnan. He's uh, he's in a duel with uh, someone in his hometown because like, I don't know, he slept with his sister. I don't know. Like they never really say, I don't know if that's because it's a disney movie or whatnot but they're like dueling for her honor and then all his brothers show up and there's like a high speed horse chase which isn't that cool although it is kind of cool when he jumps when he like stands on the horse and like jumps on the log and then jumps on the other side of the horse or jumps on the horse on the other side of the log. yes that was very cool there, there's a lot of really good stunt work in this like really good like classic film stunt work in this yes uh next we cut to uh we get back to uh, paris that's where the main city is paris right Okay, because that's where Chris O'Donnell is going. He's going to Paris. He wants to become a musketeer because his dad was a musketeer. Correct. Uh, so after that horse chase scene, we go to Paris where uh, the eye patch dude, uh, that's what I'm going to call him. I, I know that we know he's a character and he's an actor. We talked about both. I'm going to call him eye patch. Eye patch disbands the musketeers. Um, <laughs> and they all like, 
they because they're like they're like hey we're gonna be going to war with england so we need you guys to be normal soldiers so the musketeers are disbanded and they all leave their swords and burn their musketeer tunics but then later on in the movie they all happen. but anyways they got backups was, no see they got they got backups that's why they burned them and through this they got backups they're good uh, and that's when, like, they're like, so I think, like, he's talking to uh, Tim Curry about it, and he's like, oh, we're still looking for the for Athos, Porthos, and Aramis, the three musketeers. Yep. Uh, I, I, Chris O'Donnell on his way to Paris, I like that he accidentally beats up the Queen's bodyguards. Yes. I mean, it really did look like they were chasing him. I got to be honest oh, with you. Oh, it totally you. did, yeah. Um, and he has, like, a brief exchange with Julie Delpy's character, uh, who's like the queen's handmaiden or whatever, which is like the weirdest thing about this movie is like that they like, there's like a romance between her and Chris O'Donnell, but it's like they shared like three scenes together. And one of them's the last scene. I don't know. It do, it seems like weird. Like it doesn't need to be in the movie, I guess. Yeah. It's very strange. I, I you know, it's definitely, it was definitely a kind of a Disney thing. He's got to have, you know, a love interest and, you know, have a, have a happy ending at the end. And, and yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was strange because their first meeting is he's beating up their guards and they talk for maybe two minutes, instantly fall in love. And then yeah. she rides away. And then I don't, they don't have another speaking scene together. I don't think until no, not, the end. No, I, they don't. I don't think they speak again until the end. She gives him the sword. <clears throat> yeah. And they kiss at the end of the movie, but I don't think they talk. I don't think so. Yeah. I think that's really it. Yeah, it seems weird like it doesn't need to be in there. Anyways, I like this next little thing where uh, Chris O'Donnell shows up and he finds out the musk- musketeers have been disbanded. But then in, like, separate incidents, he, like, runs into the, all three of the three musketeers and, like, has an altercation with them <laughs> and sets up a duel. Like, he sets up a duel with Cuba Sutherland at noon. Uh, one of Oliver Platt at one and one with Charlie Sheen at two. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that a little bit. It, it, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, so he sets up all these fights with them throughout a series of like misadventures. Um, uh, Tim Curry talks to the queen um, and he, they like, it was like an arranged marriage. I can't remember where she was from. Um, Austria. Austria and the king's super young and I'm like I don't know at first I just like Cabriel Anwar seems a lot older than the king but then like later on I was like well maybe they're not that much different in age I don't know it's neither here nor she there. She seemed really young especially seeing her in Bird Notice she looked very very young in this like compared uh, comparatively. Did you see that um she was pregnant while filming this? I did see that yeah yep yep um uh okay so, uh, and King, 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 uh, Tim Curry's whole thing is that he like wants to get rid of the King and like become King. Like, uh, it's his whole kind of like vibe in this movie. All right. Um, so the three musketeers take out a bunch of the guard, the Cardinals guards. I like that little bit where more come in and there's just like a ton of them like dead in the bar. <laughs> yes. That's the thing I like about this. Well, I don't say I like about it, but I, I for a while I was afraid. I was like, are they just going to like knock these guys, guys out? And it's like, oh no, they kill a lot of people. Yeah, I was kind of, I forgot about that. So, so especially we're coming up to the scene here when, um, when uh, they're getting ready to do the first duel and the guards show up. Like I, I forgot they killed all those people. Like they flat out killed them all and, and, and didn't seem upset about it. 
No, and and I, that was the first thing I was like, oh, I was like, are they just gonna punch these people? No, you know that did. sort of thing. But then they're like, oh no, they're stabbing people. Oh yeah, lots uh, of stabbing. Like, I mean, there's no blood. You don't really see blood at all in this movie, but they're definitely getting no. Stabbed. Uh, okay. So they take out a bunch more of the guards that are led by Eyepatch, and that's when we learn that he. We'll learn more about his backstory, but that he used to be a musketeer and he got kicked out of the musketeers. Um, so yeah, he got uh, kicked. We're talking Eyepatch. He got kicked out of the musketeers because uh, oh, what was the reason? It was something with with their well, they say father. they say like, they say like um, I think they say like conduct unbecoming of a musketeer or something like that. Like but. yeah, he turned on he turned on one of them. I think he turned on. Well, Dark no, Hades we dad. they ex- yeah they explain later. I was gonna wait oh, to okay. explain Sorry. that till till we get to that part. I just but yes, it is eventually revealed that like his dad he betrayed D'Artagnan's dad and was the one that killed him. So right. Um, okay. So Chris O'Donnell shows up to have his three duels with them, and it's pretty funny. Uh, and then uh, iPad shows up again with a bunch of uh, more of his guards, and they all team up. Chris O'Donnell teams up with the three musketeers uh, to kill a bunch more of the Cardinals guards. Yep. Uh, and I do like during that fight at one point, Oliver Platt uses a uh, bolo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, like, he's, all, he's, he's also got, got that, like... He's got that one thing that like cuts the sword. In half. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, like a, it's like a knife that splits into three knives and then it cuts the sword. He's got all kinds of gadgets in this. Like he, that's his thing. His thing is he's got gadgets. And apparently he was a pirate at some point too. Yeah, I guess Porthos the pirate. Yeah, I love I love Porthos. I, I do like him. Uh, okay, so they win the fight, but the three musketeers tell they're like they tell Crystal Donald he's like ah they're like the musketeers are done. Go home. You know, he can still get out of here. Uh, but he ends up getting caught by Eyepatch. Okay. Yep. Um, Tim Curry has a secret meeting with Rebecca De Mornay. Um, and this is where I have my first note that's like, man, Tim Curry is such a perv in this movie. Oh, he's so he's creepy such, and gross. He's so creepy in this. Um, and, like, Chris O'Donnell, like, gets free and he spies on him and basically finds out the Cardinals' plan. Yep. is he wants to make a secret deal with England. And yep. to, like, call a truce with England, he's going to kill the king, and then he's going to become the king of France. Yes. That's, that's and he's sending it. he's sending Rebecca de Mornay on a special mission to the Duke of Buckingham, I think <clears> it is, to sign this treaty. Uh, and Chris O'Donnell overhears all this. Yeah, because I think... I think- I think uh, the Duke of Buckingham was going to do the same thing to the King of England. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they I think they talk about that or allude to it. Um, okay, so Chris O'Donnell hears all this, but then he gets caught. Uh, he get he gets caught by uh, Eye Patch again. Um, Eye Patch also takes his sword, which is his dad's sword. Yeah, anyway. which is super fancy, way more fancy than any of the other uh, musketeer swords. It's true. Uh, okay. So um, he's about to get executed. Uh, the the musketeers show up and save him from being executed. Um, I think v- like, very similarly to uh, the way um, Robin Hood handled it in uh, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, when they rescue Will Scarlet, yeah. or all of those, all those people, all those, yeah. a, little, a little different. They were being hung, and he was going to get his head chopped off. But um, yeah, still, same same thing. Th- same similar, yeah, similar concept. Um, so then they they steal the Cardinal's carriage and there's a big horse chase scene, um, which is kind of fun. I like how they're like drinking all his uh-huh. like wine and stuff like that. Uh, 
Um, I feel like in this movie makes it seem like it's a lot faster to reload one of those old school pistols than it actually would be, but um, I don't I know. know. I guess I don't. I, I don't, don't go yeah, around I don't shooting either, muskets. So. <laughs> Ooh, uh, okay. So uh, and then they eventually uh, let set the carriage on fire and like push it down a hill at the bad guys. And I don't know why it hit some things. And there's a lot of explosions. I don't like. I I wasn't quite sure why there were so many explosions. I, I think but. for whatever reason that cart that they ran into was filled with gunpowder, like like dozens of barrels of gunpowder. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> um, okay. So the. Um, Sorry, I lost my place. In the- oh, the Cardinal puts a bounty on their heads. Tim Curry puts a bounty on the three musketeers' heads. Yeah. Um, that's when I, this is a, my second note that says, man, there's a lot of cleavage in this for a Disney movie. Yeah. Um, then it's kind of a weird scene, but also I like it because, like, we get a little bit of, like, they're having fun at the bar where they're all just, like, um, three musketeers are all talking about the different ways they like to hit on women. Yep. Um, but then, like, uh, he goes and talks to um, Kiefer Sutherland, um, and, like, he's, like, brooding, and we kind of oh, learn his backstory. Kiefer Sutherland is emo as fuck in this movie. He is yeah. so emo. And we learn his backstory that he had, like, a wife, but then, I don't know, how, how would you explain it? I'm sorry. Okay, so, <clears throat> he fell in love and got married, right? Uh, he didn't realize that... Um, she had previously been married, killed her husband, and um, was marked with the Florida Lee, stating that she was a murderer. Uh, what happened, what you find out, is that the Cardinal pardoned her, but is kind of like keeping her under his thumb and making her do things for him, like send this treaty, for, for instance. Um, <clears throat> so Kiefer Sutherland was the one who called the essentially called the police on her and had her arrested and taken away because he was so ashamed that she was a murderer. Okay. I also forgot to mention before he talks to uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Oliver Platt is just dancing for no apparent reason in this. Yeah, a very strange Russian dance. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, like, the next morning they're riding away and, like, (laughs) I was a little confused by this. So there's, like, a, a tower where people are shooting cannons at them. Yep. But it's like, I feel like cannons, one, take a while to reload. <laughs> and they, like, stop. Like, one cannonball shoots, and they stop and stay in one spot. I'm like, just keep riding. Like, yeah. I feel like... You'll get out also, of range pretty fast. Also, that's that's the thing that I have a question about. Like, and, and you probably don't have an answer to this. You're not an expert on cannonball technology. But, hey, like... you don't know. They make it seem like you could control the distance that a cannon fires. You but can. how... How could you control the distance that a cannon fires? Yeah, well, you vertically you tip it up. You 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 pitch oh, it. Oh, okay. So, like like the farthest it'll go is when you pitch it up forty five degrees, but anything okay. below that it goes shorter. Okay, well that makes enough sense. But still, like I feel like if they would have just kept riding, like they wouldn't have been. Oh able yeah, they'd been out of road. They'd been out of They stopped for like five minutes. Um, so then a bunch of other dudes show up and start chasing them on horseback, and they split up. Uh, Charlie Sheen and Oliver Platt go one way and Kiefer Sutherland and Chris O'Donnell go the other. And they're trying to meet up in, I can't remember the city where Re- Rebecca DeMornay is supposed to be catching the boat. They don't know it's Rebecca DeMornay. They know it's a spy. Uh, supposed to be, I think it's like Galilee, Galilea or something like that. Calais. Calais. Yeah. Okay. I was not right. 
<laughs> um, so uh, we get a little more scene with like the king and Gabriel Union, blah, blah, Gabriel Union, <laughs> Jesus. Different movie, different movie. <laughs> Maybe more interesting, I'm not sure. Gabriel Anwar. Um, and then we get that another creepy scene with like Tim Curry where he like gives the uh, queen like a robe when she gets out of the bath, and it's just like he's such a creep in this. Yeah, his, like it's it's gross because his like his plan is to kill the king and take Gabrielle Anwar as his like wife. Can he do that yes. as a cardinal? It's so creepy. It's so creepy. Um, okay. So, uh, Kiva Sutherland and Chris O'Donnell, they get, uh, like, ambushed again. Like, the guys catch up to them, and Kiva Sutherland's like, hey, you go on. You got to stop the spy. I'll stay here. And so he leaves them, and he rides, and he rides, and he rides, and he rides. Uh, and then he gets there, but he's, like, so tired that he falls off his horse and, like, passes out. Yep. Uh, Re- Rebecca Re- Rebecca DeBornay's, uh carriage finds him, takes yeah. him. Yeah, it doesn't he- just find him, like manages to run across him just as he's about to pass out and then like no no he's already passed he's already out right, he's already him. passed out they, but like because i don't know how he doesn't run into her prior to that i don't know but then so he passes out he wakes up we get some more cleavage <laughs> a very hefty shot of cleavage it's at the cliff the, anyways i the cleavage in this is weird to me like i get it, it's like historically accurate but for a disney movie i mean but then again we talked about the same thing in pirates of the caribbean there's a lot of cleavage and that's a disney movie so yeah that's also excuse me that's also pg-13 though so that was a different kind of kind of vibe to it this was and that was you know that's a decade later this is you know 93 disney is a little bit different so anyways he's meeting with uh or he's in the room with rebecca de mornay he figures out that she's a spy uh, but he gets captured, and they're taking him to the boat. And I think they're going to kill him. But then it turns out that Charlie Sheen and Oliver Platt are waiting on the boat, disguised as like. Because it's funny, because they're like, "Hey, we're getting on the boat," and they're like, "Oh, all the guys on the boat are dead." And Oliver uh, Platt and Charlie Sheen show up and start beating it. That's when like Oliver Platt throws off his cloak, and then the guys are like, "Oh, Porthos the pirate!" <laughs> they, like jump overboard. Yeah, it's like. Um. So okay. They don't, uh, and, like, and they don't really they don't really explain much of that. It's just oh, like, no, they don't explain it at, at all. all. Uh, Rebecca De Mornay tries to run away, but she runs right into Kiva Sutherland, um, who apparently survived. Uh, there's also a little thing where like there's a dude looking for Rebecca De Mornay because he killed, she killed his brother. Yeah, is that he, the one? She, that's the husband that she killed. Okay. So he ends up catching her. They get the treaty from Rebecca de Mornay. Uh, but, um, and also, so she, the, 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 the brother's like, I'm going to kill you. Cause you killed my brother. So they have her in jail. Keith of Sutherland goes to talk to her and they kind of reconcile. And she tells him that the Cardinal's plan is to kill the King on his birthday celebration. Yes. Uh, and then they're taking her for execution. Uh, and they're going to chop her head off. And like Keith or Sutherland's like, no, don't do it. I'm, I'm sorry. And they kind of like kiss. And then she jumps off a cliff and kills herself. Yeah. Um, okay. So the three Musketeers are like, we got to save the king at his birthday celebration. So they're like hauling ass back to Paris. Like <laughs> somehow, like, I don't know how they know where all the Musketeers are. And they just like, they just, <laughs> they, they just, just have like, like a crossbow yeah. and they're shooting like arrows with like a, with a message on it that says the like one for all and all, or is it all for what? Uh, this is all for one. 
Yeah, all for one. Uh, and, and that's when you see all the shots of people like pulling out their like I guess backup musketeer tunics, like they're <laughs> hidden in like barrels and like buried and stuff like that, and like getting their swords out and stuff. It's so, kind of a cryptic uh, message. Not not a lot of not a lot of information on that sign there. Like, how, how do they know? Did maybe they? I guess maybe they passed the word around. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so they go to the uh, the king's <laughs> birthday celebration. Um, Tim Curry's got a guy that's gonna like uh, assassinate the king, but uh, Chris O'Donnell stops him. He's like on a roof and he stops him. And then there's like a big brawl happens between all the musketeers and all the cardinals guards. Uh, and like Chris O'Donnell's having trouble with uh, the guy on the rooftop. He's like hanging from a. a like, like a, a flag, flag. and like <laughs> Oliver Platt like pulls out that crossbow and it's like kills that guy. It's not, even a, it's not even a close shot though. Like I'm like, dang, that's a good like. He's, he's a pirate, you know. Remember, hey, remember uh, how many guns, how many weapons does a pirate carry? It, uh, I think it's like eight to ten guns yeah, minimum. Minimum. <laughs> minimum. Um, so they they run in uh, into the castle. Uh, Oh, and I forgot we didn't mention like a, 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 a kind of a subplot of this. Not, we don't know if it's in the book because we didn't read the book, but that Charlie Sheen was like studying to be a like a cardinal or something like that, or he studied under the cardinal. He was a man of faith um, before he became a musketeer. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was like a like a cardinal in training or a, a religious man in training. So he tries to stop the cardinal. Uh, the cardinal shoots him with a gun. But he ends up being okay because a cross, his cross stopped the bullet. Yep. Um, uh, we find out that iPad guy, as we already talked about, was a guy that uh, killed Chris O'Donnell's dad. So they have a big like duel that goes on forever and ever and ever, like with some backflips and stuff like that. Uh, which I read somewhere that said that like there's the one point where uh, Chris O'Donnell does like the flip over the sword, and iPad is like most impressive and they're said that that was a callback to when the same thing happens in uh empire strikes back yeah i read that too. Um, um and he ends up like he knocks his sword out of his hand that looks like he's gonna get killed but then julie delby in her only like third scene in the movie hands the scene hands the sword back to chris o'donnell and he stabs eye patch and he kills him um the three musketeers are like in the catacombs under the uh castle chasing after the cardinal uh, Oliver Platt some, fights some weird deformed guy. Yeah. I, I didn't understand um, that. I mean, I understood uh, it, but it was just a weird thing to throw in. Like, And then, like, so then it looks like the Cardinal's getting away in a boat with the Queen and the King, but then it turns out that uh, Charlie Sheen is the guy <laughs> steering the boat, and then, like, the King punches out the Cardinal... But that's it. Like, we don't find out what happens to the Cardinal. Like, does he get thrown to jail? Do they kill him? Like, does he get yeah, executed? They don't he, gets, he, he punches him, and he falls out of the boat in the water. And that's it for Tim Curry. Um, there's a big uh, ceremony. Um, uh, Chris O'Donnell, uh, they make it. He's like, I want to be a musketeer. They make him a musketeer. Uh oh, oh! You know what I realized, and you'll get this. You watch Stranger Things, right? Yeah. Um, I realized that the, it took me the whole movie, but I have a note here. The second to last note is that the king looks like grown up Will Byers. That's what he looks like. King? Yes, the king does look like grown up Will Byers. It's really <laughs> with weird. like the the like the bowl cut and stuff. Anyways, yeah. so they make him a musketeer, and they're like, oh, so they're like leaving, and they're like, oh, what are we gonna do? And they're like, oh, we're going to, like, protect the king and do this and stuff like this. And then the dude from the beginning of the movie shows up with his brothers, and he's like, oh, D'Artagnan, I'm going to get you now. And then, like, 
Chris O'Donnell's like, ah, oh, I got this. He's like, hey, man, we're all, they're like, hey, we're all together now. And I think they say like the all for one and one for all. And then and like they the chase after and all that. They chase after him. And like every fucking musketeer starts chasing after him. The last show of the movie is like 30 guys chasing after these four guys, presumably to kill them? Question mark. I think, probably. I, I don't know. But then they get the end of the movie. Uh, the song plays. And like I said, the, um, the the first credit is about the song and uh, yeah I was I was very surprised to see that because <laughs> it's like you guys know how credits go where it's like normally it's like the cast the first credit when the screen turns black is like all for love written by blah 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 I think Mutt Lang was in there somewhere and yeah Brian Adams Michael Mutt Lang came and in and and it's just weird um, but yeah so that's the uh, that's the end of the movie yeah um, yeah uh, do you have some uh, role reversals oh boy do I ever. Um, so yeah, so this movie got kicked around a lot. Um, so originally Charlie Sheen was going to be Porthos. So Oliver okay. Platt's character. And then eventually got cast as Aramis. Uh, Brendan Fraser was the first choice for D'Artagnan, but he turned it down. Okay. Uh, Brad Pitt and Stephen Dorff were also up for the role of D'Artagnan and both turned it down. Uh, <clears throat> then other actors that were going to be in it they didn't i didn't have any specified roles for them but billy baldwin jean-claude van damme who i would assume oh. was probably going to be um rochefort the eyepatch guy uh pacino i would assume Hoo-ah! yeah i would assume Cardinal probably Richelieu. Cardinal Richelieu, which he probably would have been pretty good they, uh, they wanted to rekindle the scent of a woman chemistry between him and chris o'donnell 100 uh johnny depp carrie elwes Robert Downey Jr., Gary Oldman were all uh, up for the for different roles were considered. Uh, Winona Ryder was considered for Milady De, uh, De Winter, but then dropped out, and then Rebecca De Mornay was cast in that role. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of kind of moving parts to this before they finally locked in on a cast. And Oh, and like I said before, Oliver Platt was cast in the Columbia Pictures one as Porthos, and then when that fell through, they cast him in this as Porthos. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of those people you mentioned would have worked for this movie, but obviously, yeah. I, as I mentioned before, I do, I do really like the cast in this movie. I mean, particularly some of the performances, I find very, uh, very entertaining. So, I mean, who knows how it would have worked with other people? But I, I'm glad they settled on who they did uh, for this movie. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we, uh, f- before we write this thing? Uh, no, I, th- I think I'm probably good, unless you have anything you want to mention. Uh, no, I started to look up, like, Louis Thirteenth to see, kind of, historically, how this relates. Um, <laughs> from what I kind of briefly read, uh, him and the Cardinal both sort of co-ruled the country for a little while, and he, the Cardinal, I guess, wasn't trying to kill him all the time i don't know so not sure yeah, how that works we, we we needed one of our uh history inclined people on this episode because i know shit about shit when it comes to that yeah i got time nothing. period i got stuff, nothing so, so i, I guess if you really want to know about louis the 13th uh wikipedia is full of lovely knowledge you can you can look yeah, at yourself. And, and and if you if you've read the book or you know a lot about it you know let us know in the discord you know 
how sure. close is this to the book? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I got nothing. I'm pretty sure the book is 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 based on is true, right? It's 100. percent It's not. It's not. It's not fiction, right? No, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I meant. I meant is this That's movie true. is the plot of this movie close to the plot of the book? Oh, okay. I That's what, what I meant. Would tell you. All right. All right. Let's write this thing. All right, what do you think? What do you want to you want to go first? Do you want to go uh, second? What do you want to do? I'll go first. All right. Um so I like this movie. Um I Was that a question? I I, I, <laughs> I like this movie? Uh no, I I do like this movie. Like I think it's a, I I think it's an entertaining movie. I think to a certain extent it's kind of like the Rocketeer as in I think it's like unappreciated. Like I think it's a good movie that maybe a lot of people don't know about. Um I like I said I love the performances Oliver Platt and Kiefer Sutherland, particularly in this, I find to be really good. Uh, Tim Curry's actually really good in it too. Uh, his character's so creepy. I mean, this movie's not perfect. It's not without faults. Um, so it's so it's not like it's like oh, it, it, but I but I do enjoy watching it, and I think it is probably one that a lot of people haven't seen or aren't familiar with, you know. And I I think it is worth checking out, much like uh, I, I said about the Rocketeer. Uh, but I but I don't. I don't think I don't enjoy as much. I'm going to go with three machine guns for this movie because I do think it's a good movie, but it's not perfect by any means. Um, but but I, I I think it's one that a lot of people haven't seen that should check out. Okay, no, I'll agree with that. Um, I think really one of the performances that is not very good in this is Chris O'Donnell. Uh, yeah, that's fair. He's not very good in this, but uh, everyone else is is yeah is, is fine. They're they're good. Uh, I mean, Oliver Platt really kind of steals the movie uh, as far as his character goes. Like, he gets all the best lines and really is the is kind of the the the, the comedic force of this film. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Tim Curry is perfectly creepy. Uh, Michael Wincott is a great, like, second-in-command kind of villain, real... You know he's not he's not an idiot. He's very serviceable. Does his job well. Um, almost wins at the end. You know, had, it's had true. If it Duffy wasn't not yeah not not uh, not intervene, then he would have won. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's that that was that was nice to see. Um, you're right. The plot is some, somewhat confusing, like in parts. Like it, you know, see it a couple times to really kind of get the plot. I, um, and I, I, I should say this, and I don't want to interrupt your rate ranking, but I think where like the movie maybe, like it obviously is a playful tone, and, and it's there's humor in it, but like I don't know, I feel like the scenes where that dude is like chasing Chris O'Donnell around, like don't kind of fit in. Like maybe the first sure. one, he shows up two other times, and I feel like that's a bit much, especially at the end. Like I'm like ah, like this movie's kind of serious to a certain extent. I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I- I think there are definitely some weird tonal shifts in it. Like it gets kind of, it gets kind of dark. Like with Kiefer Sutherland's talking a lot of times and this stuff with Rebecca de Bournay and the, and, and Cardinal Richelieu is pretty dark. Um, and, and it's such a weird juxtaposition from all the light stuff that's in it. Uh, so I think tonally it, it kind of flop flip flops around a little too much. Um, but it's certainly entertaining. Like you're right. I think it is underappreciated. Uh, it's a very entertaining film. I think people should watch it. Uh, the song is really good. Like the, the music is great. Good, yeah. Like e- even the score. The score is really good in this. Like the music is mm-hmm. very, very good. No, I really, yeah, I agree. Well, Michael Kamen's a solid. Sure. You know, 
Yeah, you're right. But every once in a while, he'll kind of phone it in for a couple, for, you know, like like he did the music for, what was it, uh, uh, 48 Hours? He really <laughs> which phoned is the one, in for that. Which is the one where he just like, I don't know, just reused the commando music. Yeah. I think that was 48 Hours. Yeah, it was. It was 48 he Hours. He just reused the commando music, yeah. Right. Every once in a while, he'll phone it in. This one, he did not phone it in. Like, it, it's a great score. Um, overall, I'm going to say, I'm going to go three and a half machine guns because yeah. I think it's also rewatchable, too. You know, it's one of those movies where you can just sort of put it on and not have to think about it and just kind of enjoy the silliness of it. You know what? I'm going to move me up to three hundred, three and a half machine guns as well. Okay. Because you're right. It is rewatchable. Yeah. And it's not long. And it's, I don't know. I like it. I think it's, it's in that, we've talked about this before, but it's in that range of years from like 98 or from like 89 to like 93 were very formable and like, you know, like, I don't know, like those movies stick with us. Yeah. But yeah, I I think you're right. I'm going to go three and a half because I do think it's a little bit better. And I, I, the rewatchability, because I have watched it like three or four times since I've gotten Disney plus. So yeah. Yeah. It's definitely worth a watch and a rewatch. I think people enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> we are, we are just past, just past our 200th episode. 200th episode. Yeah, we are. This is episode 201. So we've had Crazy. 200 episodes. We are, we are very excited about that. You know, we're not sure what our goal is, what we're eventually going <laughs> to get to, but, um, you know, I'm not going to say we're running on movies, but, <laughs> but, the quality of movie is going to sort of hey, take a drastic hit at this for the for this next two hundred. I will have you know. <laughs> let's not give it to I another two hundred episodes. Uh, hey, I sent you a list of like six movies I wanted to do soon, and you didn't respond to any of them. So. No, they're all already on our lists. Oh, I don't know about that. Are they? What are you talking about? I post the list. I've posted the list several times to you. All right. <laughs> that doesn't sound accurate. Uh, anyways, I but, shared it to you yeah. on Google Drive. I don't ever go on the Google Drive. Well, that, that's uh, on anyways. you. That is on you at this point. I've done <laughs> everything I can to keep the organization of this podcast moving. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're 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 a little thrown off because I think we we said a couple episodes ago that we had for the first time ever with this podcast we had like three months planned out and we don't have anything planned no, out. No, we got now. nothing planned so, out after this episode. I'm not sure what we're doing next folks. We got nothing. We got it's nothing. all up in the air at this point. So, uh, but yeah, no, 200 is a big deal. Uh, and obviously, you know, we love doing this and we have a lot of fun and um, I know you're going to get into the plugs here, but it's great connecting with all the, all the fans, especially on the discord. Yeah. Uh, which I know you're going to plug, but that is, you know, where we, we, it's so much fun. Like we, anytime somebody hops on and they're like, Hey, you know, like I just started listening to the podcast and like, it, it's, I, it's crazy. Like it, like, it's just weird. Like to me, like sometimes it hits, it's like, and we've talked about this before that like we did, we, you know, we sit here and we, you know, we, before we did the podcast, we'd sit around and bullshit movies and yeah. whatever. But to think that we like, people are like, Oh yeah, I, I'm going to listen to this new episode. And then they like talk to us about it. And it's just, it, it's crazy and kind of surreal to a certain extent, but I love it because you know, the, the format of this show is very, they call them evergreen. These are evergreen episodes. Like they're not, they're not of a particular time. You can pick any episode you want, listen to it whenever, and it's not going to feel dated. Um, it, it generally, it's not going to feel dated. Um, so I love it when, First of all, I'll plug the Discord. Go to GameZillaMedia.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, click the Discord link, join our Discord. 
I love it when people join the Discord, new people join the Discord after just discovering the show, because they'll be going through and telling us about the episodes they've watched, and it'll like spark conversations with everybody else about the episode that they may have listened to, you know, three years ago. And it brings up all this other stuff and then other possibilities. And it just kind of, it's, it's nice to have that. Like it's nice well, when people ju- chime in and bring things up that we don't, we hadn't even considered three years prior when we recorded the episode. Well, and it's brought out an idea that we've been talking, we've been kicking or kicking the tires on, which is the one where we redo some movies, yeah, give them like a second chance. And which is, I, I think that's gaining some traction. So that, that might be happening in a, in another, I want it to where... happen. There's, there's a few. So like, <laughs> What's crazy is that it's a lot of our our earlier episodes. So like RoboCop, GI Joe the movie. Uh, what else did the we crow. say? The Crow. The Crow. You know, there, there's several that I I feel like we need to redo just to kind of yeah. now that we've well, got our I, sea I, legs under us, we can really hit it good. And I, and I and I think this is a good platform to say if you're listening and you're on the Discord and there's something you know an earlier or just some episode you think that we should redo. Hey, let us know. We're you know we'll probably do a, a theme month of it at some point. So uh, maybe a few more. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll just sprinkle them in. If it, if we do one that's fun, maybe we'll we'll sprinkle them in here and there. So maybe, maybe, Hello. maybe we'll redo the lost episode that never got released. <laughs> Ugh, it seems like a lot of work. Can't we just re-release? Can't you just re-release? Can you just release that one? I mean, I erased it. I lost it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I didn't even save it. Like it was, it is a hot garbage episode. It was not good. Uh, <laughs> there's one episode. I'll let everybody know right now. There's one episode we did prior to the pandemic. We recorded it and we were like, Oh no, we cannot release this. This is a terrible episode. And I don't, I will. I don't think we'll ever redo that episode. That movie was not a good movie to cover. So. Right. Well, and that, you know, there's a couple movies that we, uh, that's one that you guys recorded and didn't release. There's a, like one or two that we got very far in the stages of going to do as in like I took notes yes. and watched the movie and we didn't end up doing. But who knows? Maybe some of those we'll uh, will come there's back. There's a couple. But anyways, but anyways, like LPJ said, if you, if you listen to the podcast regularly and you're not on the Discord, you should join and participate in the channel because there's a lot of like-minded people and we have a lot of fun and uh, you know, people bust me and LPJ's balls all the time on there. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, but also, uh, uh, we're on all the other social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But the Discord is where we probably have the most interactions. Yep. Oh, and, and you know, one of those things I've realized uh, from Discord is uh, we get a lot of people in the military that listen to our show. Like, I had no idea. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. A salute to you, all of you, uh, all of you in the military. Thank you for your service. We appreciate it. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, you know, if you want to chat with us, we we'd love it. We'd love it. We love chatting with people. Um. Anyway, uh, you can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I just said that. And uh, you can go to GameZillaMedia.com. You scroll to the bottom of the page, and you can you can click on the Discord link and, and join our Discord because uh, we love chatting with people on Discord. <clears throat> we good. Did I get them all? <laughs> yeah, you you said them all a couple of times, so I think we're good. Good. Hey, listen, man. All for one and all for love. It's true. <laughs> there you go. You... <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to bring up the, but I'm like, again, there's only two of us, so we can't even say we're like the members of that 
uh, what the song, three musketeers so. no the song like sting brian adams and uh Rod oh, I'm, Stewart, I'm, we... I'm sh- shotgun brian adams if i'm anybody i'm taking brian adams all right i'll be sting that's fine we'll make we'll make i don't know sphinx can be rod stewart <laughs> <laughs> fair enough all right this episode of the last action podcast has been terminated but we'll be back <laughs> <laughs>